Hello and welcome to episode 48 of My Fancy Zamboni on Halloween night and a lot of hockey played, a lot of tricks, a lot of treats and the treats are my guest panel so we'll introduce, uh, we'll, we'll go with a theme tonight so uh, Gareth Devilish Dutton, good evening Gareth. Good evening and thanks for the name, it's a different one for a change. Well, you know, we like to mix things up a bit and we'll also have Andy Spooky Stafford. I thought you were going to say scary. Um, You're not, not bad, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, for those who didn't see on, on social media today, uh, Panther Joe uh, gave us a nice little clip of his trip to Murrayfield, was it? Car. Red car. I think it was Murrayfield. Was it Murrayfield this time? Murrayfield Canyons. Murrayfield Canyons. I mean, I, I've got to say, guys, you know, what, what does he think he is? One he misses one podcast and he thinks we're all bored of missing his voice. Probably no. <laughs> oh, not. No, we're not. Bless him. I heard he's going to. He's in Kirkcaldy now. So I, I've heard he's in Kirkcaldy now. He's finishing off Kirkcaldy, Whitley Bay, Red uh, Car. Oh, is he getting a put pause? Yeah, That's a bit of he's poor itinerary. But enough about Joe's uh, British tour. Um, so um, in a week where the Blaze and the Giants have had a four-point weekend, um, Sheffield, Guildford, and Cardiff qualified for the Challenge Cup. Dundee were the first to pick their team in the Challenge Cup by picking Glasgow. We'll go on on that later on. And the Manchester Storm lost 8-2. Uh, I was wondering how long it would take for that to come in. Well, you know, we won't want to disappoint. So on that bombshell, what was everyone's highlights this week? Well, my highlight was the Kevin Rain goal from last night's free sport game, Belfast against Fife. For a D-man that doesn't really score much, he he did like he pokes the puck through the defender's legs, turned round, and just slotted it home. It was as if he was a forward, a goal poacher. It was just a thing of beauty. I mean, they should have had a goal before that, but you had Morrison doing his best, Clemente kicking the post off. But. I mean, he's probably seen what it's like. He knows he can get away with it. But the goal was a thing of beauty. Mine was also from last night, the league game between Guildford Flames and Glasgow Clan. Uh, Guildford's, Guildford's first goal, absolutely stunning. Uh, tic-tac-toe, zigzag, one-touch passing, and then back of the net, uh, scored by Brett Ferguson. Beautiful goal. And then uh, to finish it all off, uh, I make it 2-1 to, to Guilford. It was Kelly Ackridge's slap shot. I, just what a bullet that was. You could hear the sound, and it, it was amazing. Fantastic goals. Now, it'd be easy for me to mention uh, last night's result for Sheffield against Manchester, but we'll not. Uh, we'll save that for later on, because I'm sure we'll mention it once or twice. Uh, but my highlight was Dundee's victory over Glasgow. Uh, everyone, I know we all predicted a Glasgow win, and, you know, Dundee had not had a good set of results against an informed Glasgow team, so to, to turn them over um, it was a good result for the Dundee Stars. And uh, uh, so, something I'll mention just to kind of segue a little bit: they uh, released some stats on their average attendance, and everyone says that you know Scottish teams struggle and everything. Dundee's attendance on average has actually been on the up um, over the last few years, so they're now averaging, if I, my figures right, in around the 13, 14, 1500 mark. Which for um, for one of the Scottish teams, guys, is, is a bit of a throw a question. It's a good stat to see that the Scottish teams are getting that built up uh, 
um, attendance on a regular basis. Oh, definitely, is a really good. It's shows that it's not only Glasgow that are going to get the big numbers anymore in the in the state of the, the fans. It shows that even probably some days they could probably be some of the arena teams. Not to mention any ones that we we know of. I'm sure Panther Joe would be hurt to know that we're mentioning his favourite team. It's great to see. Uh, I mean, D- Dundee's one of the, mo- one of the most smaller rinks uh, within the Scottish teams in, in the Elite League, so it's fantastic to see from them. Uh, you know, I've, I think that they've, it's been a bit disappointing uh, the last few years, but they've brought in you know, some, some really good player signings, and hockey's been really exciting, and you know, it's, it, it really is paying off to, to, get, to get numbers like that in, so it's fantastic to see, and I hope it, I hope it continues. I must admit, I've always had a slight soft spot for Dundee since the crossover years of the beginning of the Elite League, um, where we had the uh, my first experience with the Scottish Doubleheader was in when our second game was in Dundee, um, and we said, "Oh, we'll, we'll see what the bars like afterwards after the game for like half an hour." And we we'll moved back to the hotel, and we didn't leave there for over four or five hours. But their fans were just really welcoming, really uh, accommodating, and just the. Uh, a good bunch of hockey fans, so I've always kind of had that soft spot. So to see them do well and, and really get that established uh, attendance is, is fantastic. And um, so, so I'll make it And also, as we're in Scotland, I know um, Glasgow had, uh, if not close to, but the sellout sign out recently. So good signs. Uh, and you know, you, you want to see a rinks with a high percentage of tickets sold. Last night in Sheffield, you did nearly seven and a half thousand. You know, these are the trends that you want to see moving forward. So uh, long may the clubs get them numbers. Uh, so we'll move on to the next section. It's the, the arrivals and departure, but there's only one arrival. Um, and Gref's going to talk to us about that one, but it's, uh, it's a pretty decent arrival. And for those of an orange disposition, the surname should ring a bell. That's correct. The Panthers have announced they've signed Julian Talbot. He's the brother of Joey Talbot, who played for you guys. Played a good few seasons for you. So that's probably going to... He's probably been told a lot about the rivalry between you guys. If you can call it a rivalry anymore. He's played in the... He's got decent numbers in the junior leagues. Some pretty decent numbers in the AHL as well. And as well, he's carried it on in the DEL, where he played for Berlin for, he's like, six seasons. Then moved over to one of our favourite CHL teams, Klagenfurt. Put up 19 points in 53 games. 44 penalty minutes, not too bad. And then for the last two seasons, he's been playing the DEL too for Kremitsu. I probably ruined that name, but... Apologies. And he looks like he's going to be an all-in-out all player that they're, they're missing, really. He seems to be not only putting up the points in the goals, but also in the assists as well, which they have been missing quite a bit. I mean, what do you guys think of this? Before I let Andy on to this one, just got to ask you your pronunciation of that team. Did they not play the Storm pre-season a year or two back? They did, yeah, and I'm not the announcer, so... <laughs> I 
I thought of all people you'd have got that spot on. Oh dear, never mind. Andy. Gutted. Absolutely gutted that he's not followed his brother's trend and, and come to the best team in the league. <laughs> yeah, just just gutted that he's he's not with us. Uh put up amazing points over the years, played in some very, very good leagues. I mean Ten points in seven games, even if it is a DL, DL2, is, is very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, just absolutely gutted. And he can play two positions, left wing and centre. It will give the fans a bit of size, which I think is what they're missing a little bit. And uh, obviously, brought in Hansen last week, and he, he's been doing wonders so far. I think he's... Or he's scoring, scoring quite a few goals, quite a few assists, so he's definitely making an impact in the team. And I think Julian Talbot is going to be the same same type, type of person, if not better. I think he's, he's going to do very, very well. And uh, again, just absolutely gutted that he's not with Sheffield. I think everyone would have loved him to have been there. Not just because he's his brother, but the amount of points and, and his stats just speak, for himself, just speak for himself. You know, great experience, great 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 play in terms of points and everything so yeah it's a good signing for them Graf do you reckon that Andy's good? No, I don't think he is No I'm not either um, gotta say it's, it's a great signing for the Panthers you know if you're over half a point a game in the DEL and the AHL with a near enough combined games of 600 games then you you know what you're doing you, you've got something about you so um, it's a sentiment that they, like you said Graf they're desperately missing and he could revive their season, really give it that impetus that they are just looking. Uh, I mean, you know, fair play, underdogs, they got a win against Dundee uh, last night. So, uh, you know, you know, it's like an FA Cup. It's like like, like a third round win at FA Cup, isn't it? The uh, third division team being the premiership team, it's that type of stuff. But uh, all jokes aside, it's a sign that I think the Panthers probably needed, not just for the balance of that team and to get them going, but also to, if they get some run, a run of results together. At the moment, you're seeing just a complete loss of of engagement between them and the fans. And I think you know, once you get you know, if they get a four, five, six game run on the bounce, um, whether it includes this weekend or not, up for the lap of the gods, um, it just gets them back together. And I think that's what they're missing massively, amongst all the obvious stuff. I think that's the bit that's missing from them this season. That 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 kind of the them togetherness. We look at. You know Belfast. You look at Cardiff. You look at Sheffield a bit now. Uh, you look at Glasgow. There's that togetherness of the club and the fan base. They're kind of near enough as on the same hymn sheet. Nottingham are so far apart, it's unreal. They get some results together. That gap smallens, and you, everyone knows a, a dangerous Panther side is one to to not mess around with. Um, so yeah, Julian Talbot. Uh, I think he's in the country. I think he makes his debut this weekend against your guys, Gref. I think he's he's in the country for does, them. Yeah. So uh, we'll look forward to your uh, uh, debrief next week's podcast. Um, so we'll move on from that because the um, you know the arrival section was uh, as busy this time around. And on to the challenge cup because obviously we've had a number of games played, a uh, number of positions confirmed in the uh, quarterfinal stage. Uh, three games left, um, and I believe it determines one spot. I'm not sure if it determines the other spot in the other group. Um, but basically, this weekend, Guildford and Cardiff um, have qualified out of their group. And Sheffield, after beating Manchester, I think it was a close game. Uh, oh, very close. Was it, was it a close game, Andy? Uh, I thought it was a shootout, didn't it? 
Uh, they wish. Um, <laughs> they are now their accumulator. We don't do well accumulators well on this podcast. You know that by now, Griff. You know well, that's why we say to when we do the predictions, don't back our predictions for your accumulator because it's just, for every pound you spend, you're losing it. Um, so they're through to the knockout stage. Um, it just seems like we've been playing the Challenge Cup for ages. It's kind of it's like that meme. It's like it's been 84 years. I mean, our first game was the back end of August, and it's just like finally we're now at this with three games left. Um. And two of them, in fairness, determine one spot left for the automatic. Uh, I'm going to throw it to your guys. Next year, when it comes to the Challenge Cup, what format or what areas do you really need to look at and go, we need to shorten this, guys? They need to make this a bit more appealing and make it so you're not like two months of just hard slog to guarantee to knock one team out of a group, basically. I'll throw it out to your guys. That's probably a tricky one for teams like arena teams, for example, that I haven't got the app, the the availability at the time. Especially like Clan, because they play m- most of their start of the season away from home. I'm not so sure. I mean. I probably say do it like November, December, like back end of November, start of December. Or would you do it just to kind of throw in an idea? Would you do it like we used to back in the day? Is actually your first league game against said side was doubled up as a cup game as well. I think that probably could be better because, yeah, we did that, like, I'm sure we did that with the first Storm season, 2015. I'm sure that happened then. We had a, it doubled up. That would be a lot better. It's a new killing two birds with one stone. If it feels like a lifetime since the first Challenge Cup game of the season. And it, it has gone on too long for me, you know, for, for it to get to a stage now where we are deciding who, who goes to the next round or not, it's, it's just gone on for too long, and the way I've shown it is maybe make two weekends, where it's specifically, you know, Challenge Cup, no, no league, just Challenge Cup, and they just sort of, just get it out, out of the way, you know, make the game smaller, and... That's, I, I don't. I don't. There's many other ways can really do it apart from, apart from what you guys have said. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's the way that I, I do it myself. I, I'm interested in, in, in slightly intrigued in, in your suggest in terms of. All right, I think you'll have that block of weekends, just Challenge Cup, get them out of the way. Um, yeah. which you know, in that respect, I, I kind of I don't mind as a concept. To throw a bit of a span in the works, let's just say our group, Sheffield, Nottingham, Manchester, in essence, what you've then got for four weekends, if you have the two home away, is Sheffield, or from Sheffield perspective, Nottingham, Manchester, Manchester, Nottingham, and that monotony where everyone cries about, within four weeks, you're kind of, oh God, not another game against Nottingham, not another game against Manchester. Now, as I said, I, I actually like the idea. I do like that kind of get them out of the way and play them. Does it then lead to 
because I, I understand that you know that the goops are done for um location purposes is it worth now actually moving away from that potentially looking at the idea that andy of and having them against like say the first four weekends of the season is just challenge cup but actually drawing the groups and actually saying instead of right the, this area is going to play together well say like let's let's seed it so your free group winners are the seeded teams and then everyone just gets drawn in Kind of like the Champions Hockey League as such. Uh, in football terms, Champions, just the Champions League, but yeah, or even like the FA Cup style, that would be even, that would actually probably be best because you're, you're not always guaranteed to play the same team. So from my perspective, we're not always guaranteed to play you or Nottingham like we have done this season or us in commentary like we did the season before when AMK were in the league, it'd be a lot better. Or it's I'd like two groups of five. Like and yeah. you could be playing other five teams. Because you can't really make it regional, obviously, since like Edinburgh pulled out, so there's now three Scottish teams. So if you're having a group of four, you know, obviously there's one that's going to have to travel a lot further than the other three teams. So I think... Having it as a group of five, it will make it better. I'm not too sure how it'd work out, but what if they maybe included some of the NHL teams in the Mark Two? I no. I I that's I, I, work, I, 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 I wouldn't be paying five pounds for that. And the reason I won't be paying five pounds for that, never mind fifteen, seventeen pounds, is that the disparity. It's the utopian idea. It is the utopian idea. And any non league fans listening this is the this is the reason why I won't even pay a fiver for that. Let's just say let's look at the Seal Dogs or Telford or even the Leeds Chiefs with two imports against a team of fourteen. A team of four lines train every every day against a team that will probably train twice, maybe three times a week. It depends on the schedule and ice availability. And not, not, that's not a knock on the NHL. That's just that is the reality of that situation because obviously semi pro. Would you be paying? Would you want to pay full price for that? No. And teams wouldn't sell that. Teams couldn't sell that. And even if you go, oh, well, you should shorten your imports. Well, no, because then you're short selling that team's fan base. So I, I don't think that would work. If I'm honest, I think two groups of five, I think would work. I, I generally, you know, I probably would go with that. And maybe then say, right, whoever semi-finalists, right, whoever wins it, you're seed one. Finalists two, highest position third one fourth one and four in one division in one group two and three in the other group and then draw the others and do it that way but then you've got that week that's like that month of eight games where it's just challenge cup and then let's say the september is just the cup month and that way you could live with a schedule of you've got you see four teams it may see the only way you'll see the other that team again is if you go away so i, I just think the cup, it needs a bit of it needs a bit of a radical change to just make it more interesting, make it valuable. We're short, we're short uh, changing it. If I'm honest with you, I understand why, but it's the detriment to the actual value of the competition. All this, fa- when all this final? finals, uh, beginning of March. Uh, End of end of Feb, beginning of March, normally. It's it's the either the first weekend of March or the second weekend at the Viola Arena in Cardiff. 
So it's, for me, it's just a short change of event to get rid of one team, two teams, and then it's this kind of. I'd like I'd like to see him do something with the Challenge Cup because it's just felt so long. It's felt too long, and it's it's a great competition. I mean, you know, Sheffield don't know what it feels like to win the the Challenge Cup. It's uh, sixteen years and counting. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but don't, don't try and get this conversation in there. But the worst thing is, the worst thing is, mate. The last time we won the Challenge Cup was in Manchester. So, and, and back in back in two thousand and three. Uh, a good, a good few stories from that day out in Manchester, but that's a different time for a different podcast, and certainly uh, for an over 18s audience. Um, but I, I, I'd like to see them do sort of league, and I, we'll throw the social media links later on. But anybody listen to this, and we'll have this as a discussion point next week when Panther Joe comes back. If we have any good ideas of what you'd do with the Challenge Cup, scrapping it isn't an option, guys and girls. You've got to do something that makes it valuable, adds value to it, makes it the tournament that it needs to be. So on a Saturday. Do you know what? I'd love that. Scrap scrap Saturday. No games on that Saturday, just the chance cup. I'd love that. And have a build up. It kinda of like I mean, even me and you were a bit too um, young for this, but like with the old days with the FA Cup final. Yes, it's the end of the season, but from nine o'clock, all your programming from that time to the three o'clock kickoff was about the FA Cup. Now, you're not going to get that in ice hockey, don't get me wrong, but to have that all build up all day at somewhere, I'd just love that. If teams want to play on a Sunday, then crack on. But no games apart from this one game, I, I'm with you, Griff, on that one. And get a fan zone as well. Do you know what? Every good event needs a good fan zone. Not a bad fan zone. Like you said, Dave, I think I'd have September as Challenge Cup focused only. Have the quarterfinals in November and then the final in January. I think, I think, that, I think that's how I, I so, like it. So you'd have quarterfinals in November. Would you have the semis in December? Yeah, I think I would. December or January, then have a final like a few weeks a few weeks after the semis. I think I'd, I'd probably do it that way. See, I would go quarters. I I would go quarters. Um, mid October. Um, semi-finals mid November. And the first Saturday of December, the like the old B and H Cup day. Um, if you remember that, Griff. I do. Yeah, I remember winning it. Yeah, well, not me personally, but. Um, I actually went when we uh, we beat the Jesters. I'm going to say four nil, and the hi- the highlight of that final was a drunk Newcastle fan throwing a cheeseburger at Mike Torcher. <laughs> Good old and, and I know they were drunk because stories people knew the people throwing the stuff on. They would be in the pub from early doors. So, and you know, fair play to them. You know, th- you know, doing hockey correctly. Uh, apart from throwing food away because the arena price even then was extortionate. Um, so I'd, I'd go that mid October, mid November, then you know the final. You know, make give it a three week gap. Tickets on sale. Go for it. And maybe even make it you know ten pound tickets regardless. You know, because you know, let's say let's say they have it in Sheffield just as a, as, a, as a venue. It has been there once before. Many times it has been. Yeah. Um, you said ten pound a ticket. I guarantee you, Sheffield don't make the final. I guarantee people would still go to the game. I know I would. Yeah, same. 
So happy after all. Well, the exactly. But you know, everyone loves a good cup final. So, so to those listening, give us your thoughts, give us your ideas, and we'll give the links how you can get in touch with us later on. So we're going to move on to um, to Dops and Andy. Um, you've got one that everyone knew about because it was so blatant, and then another one that just kind of crept up on, on the sidelines and uh, a few few games for this one. I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, mate. Yeah, no worries. Um, first of all, I'll start with Devils defenseman Sam Jardine has been suspended. I've lost it on here. Um, give, give me one second, sorry. Uh, is it two games have been given? Two games. Two games, thank you. It's quite a lengthy report on the IHL website, and uh, there it is. Yep, two games for an elbow to uh, a player's face. 27th, was at Waters. Ian Waters, yeah. Uh, definitely reckless. I mean, you could see both players were on the boards. Uh, Waters was trying to take a puck off, off of Jardine. He, he was skating with it. He knew he was right behind him, trying to get a puck away, but he just started to, to, to uh, throw the elbow out straight into his face. Very, very uh, blatant. And uh, what it says is he's category too reckless. Um, definitely could have been. I, I think it did cause a uh, slight injury to to Waters. Uh, so, so, what's your guys' thought on that? I, I'll be honest with you. I've seen the, the replay of this. Getting two games, he's a lucky, lucky kid. That for me is a minimum five games. It's dangerous for me. There's intent. It's everything that you're looking at a fair number of games. There's, you know, and some fans tried justifying it on social media uh, afterwards, which we'll move on to afterwards. Uh, but you can't justify that. That is just, that's reckless. It's dangerous. It is just everything bad about that type of, of play in the game. That that's the one thing you want to get rid of. You don't need that in the game. You know, you never want it in the first place. You know, why have it now? So, I I think he's lucky getting two games. If I'm bluntly honest, I think this is one that Dops has got wrong. Um. Which I, I, I felt that they've been consistent this year so far, but I think this one, they're wide of the mark. I'm totally in agreement with you. It's very reckless. He knew he was there. He knew what he was doing. And he just swung the elbow out. He was getting in a bit of a tussle with him beforehand when they were both going for the puck, and then he got he, he went on the break a little bit, and then saw he was behind him and just full-on swung his elbow out. It's not something you'd like to see. The it, I'd probably say the intent to injure was actually there because he's actually he's looked behind him as he's thrown the elbow. It's it's ridiculous. I at least thought three to five games max, not two. Two you do it just for you've seen it, but two games for a slew foot or something this season so far, or one game. And then to get an elbow to the head, and not get two, it's like really. That's really intense to injure. Uh, I do think they got it wrong on this one, unfortunately. I'm got. I'm with you guys on this. I mean, it's a it's a fact that it's a deliberate a deliberate action that it did not need to take. It it wasn't gonna really affect him if 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 what has got to put back off because he was clearly going with it. 
and he clearly could have made a chance for his team, but instead just decided to swing his elbow out. And for two games, that's, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like Ref said, there's there's less worse actions he could take that that will warrant less games. But for two games is stupid, and you know definitely should be in the least four for me. So a, a bad one for Dops on that one. Secondly, uh, incident occurred against Five Flyers and Nottingham Panthers on the 26th. Apparently, um, I think it's, do you you guys say that he, he, he flung some water, some water at a crowd? A water bottle. A water bottle in the crowd. Uh, there's, not been, there's not been a whole lot of uh, you know, coverage on this one. There's no video at all on, on the website. Uh, but said so that, that they've had had the investigation into it and have come to a conclusion, and that is that they've decided to spend and fine uh, flight assistant coach Jeff Hutchins uh, for seven games in retaliation to an off-ice incident at the end of the game between Nottingham Panthers and the Fly Flyers. Uh, apparently, Hutchins has apologised for his actions. Um, no further comment will be made. So, you guys. It's it, it's been it was rumored around because we, we was at the game when we first saw it. I think actually I think Greffy was the one who sent it to to us. Um, and then you try and dig a bit deeper because you're like, what's this all about? And I think yeah, like you said, Andy, it's he's kicked a water ball and it's ended up in the crown. It's hit someone. Um, now I'm gonna answer this two part. You should never kick anything into a crowd. You should never throw anything into a crowd. Bottles, pegs, nothing. Sticks, nothing. Um, so, yeah, that was stupid. Um, without knowing the context as to why he's done it. See, this is, a, I suppose, the problem when you when you look at uh, an, an information like this. Oh, Hutchins has got seven-game suspension because he's of an incident involving the crowd. So what we don't know is, was it an intentional incident? Was it an accidental incident? Was it the heat of the moment? Was it frustrated uh, a call or a non-call? Or he's you know, kicked something out of frustration instead of hitting someone? There's a fair few questions, even still now, given even though there's like seven games already handed down to him, that for me to go right or wrong or whatever, I suppose it just needs a bit more elaboration, a bit more detail to this. By the sounds of it, with seven games though, it's serious. It was intentional. So it asks, asks a few more questions if that is the case, given that the history and the reputation of some five fans. And I'll I kind of look towards Gref because there was a, an incident with Manchester. Was it last season or the season before? Yeah, season before when we had Eric Nielsen. So it, it kind of it's that it's borderline repeat offender. Which I know is completely. He's not saying they've done it the exact same thing again, but when you hear when you hear and you see so many of these types of incidents at the same venue, you then got to start questioning the club. If you know, if it's all as we said, because obviously we have no information from the actual decision itself and why, but if it is all the same, you, you've kind of got to start asking the question of what are they doing to enhance their own reputation to be that club member of the league that isn't the one that brings everything down because if this is the case of it's another one where the hierarchy of the club and everything about it is it's, it's kind of you know, doesn't have that um accountability 
to be able to go, right, this has happened, so what are we going to do about it? Because well, the one with Manchester, it didn't feel like, they, they put statements out, but it didn't feel like there was any accountability. None of this, right, this has happened on our watch, we're not going to have it again. And I just wonder if this is, you know, you have now another incident. And yes, the league has handed a ban out, but it kind of leans towards the, okay, you know, how many more times does something have to happen where you kind of go, right, Fife, what are you doing? What is it about your club that is leaning towards incidences like this? That goes from the rip- the how they go about themselves that actually goes to the fans and then the fans think that is the way to do things. That's the way that you should approach things. What is it your guys are doing? And what do you need to go enough enough? You know, we're one of the oldest teams, if not the oldest team in the country. That in itself has a reputation to maintain and uphold and a tradition that they should have. And as we all know, you never mess with tradition. The incidents like this kind of starts chipping away at that proud tradition that Fife has. And you know, make no bones about it. This is that's a club that's very proud of their long tradition. But when these starts these incidents adds up, and it's not a case of making a you know mountain out of molehill, but they do add up. And then you start kind of going, okay, what is it about that club at this present moment in time? Because Coventry had it. If you're honest, you know, they had a bit of reputation. You know, nothing going to have had it. And then, you know, it's, it's just kind of work, you know, working of how they do, how they do what they do to make sure that how they want to be known goes through to the rest of the clubs, to the rest of the fans, and also to the wider market in hockey. Yeah, I mean, seven games is is a lot of games, and obviously without without uh, explanation or, or video, you know, it, it it would seem as though it it was an action that he meant to do. So it it is a strange one, and uh, we have to see what if if there is a video that that comes out in the next few days, we'll we'll have to see. But obviously, seven games is a lot, and um, yeah, just just hope we. Whatever he did, just so we know it's it's a learning curve for him, and and it will teach him to think, to think next time before he, if, if it's out of frustration, or if if there's no 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 need no point no reason for him to do that, then you know he needs to sort of think about it, and hopefully this this will be this will be a learning curve for him. I know one thing: if I was a, a Nottingham fan, I'd probably go into that arena with like a, a hockey helmet on or something. Protective wise, I mean, you had Peggate and now you've got Water Bottle Gate. What's next? That's going to be okay. chucked into the crowd. They're kind of like the bad charm, aren't they? Pretty much. Well, what you were saying before with the reputation for Fife, they seem to be getting like it's like a football reputation of badness. Like, what? England have had in the past. Bulgaria have got at the moment. Are you suggesting that they have a football mentality? Yeah, I am actually, yeah. <laughs> For once, I am. It just... When you got... Like, with that incident, when I was there, when it was with Nielsen, it was a, a guy that was drunk that chucked a pint. What an idiot. Why would you chuck a pint? Prices are ridiculous. Well then, there's a water bottle now, and it's just—it's anything like 
It's got to be quality H2O as well, that. Surely. You'd hope so. It sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> I mean, just to elaborate slightly, this is not saying all the five fans, all of them are of that nature and ilk. We know ourselves uh, a fair few decent ones. Um, and, you know, these it's just the, the small handful that always, as in every scenario, gives the vast majority the um, the bad reputation. But it'll be interesting to see if a video of some description comes out just to see exactly, you know, how and why he got the seven games. I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't, maybe just me, I'm just intrigued with that one. Because it just doesn't seem like, a, you know, a guy gets two games for throwing a peg and a guy gets seven games for kicking a water bottle. I'm intrigued at how he actually kicks the water bottle. Did he just kick it off the bench, or did he actually throw it up in the air and kick it? Do you think he was playing in American football or something? Or did you think he just shout go long to a fan? Go long. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe still he'd been watching the Rugby World Cup. Maybe. No. Who knows? But, you know, early um, exit from the tournament, just like Scotland. Um, but moving swiftly on. Um, I, I, I can make a Wales comment. I, I was going to say, before we go on to that, because I'm, I'm still upset. But uh, in, in nine hours, nine hours, 15 minutes, you know, the main game of the World Cup. Who cares about the fight? It's all about the bronze medal, guys. Um, Wales trying to do something they had done for a while. i New Zealand. Um, so it's not going to happen. Um I'll say it before your guys do. It's, it's basically the best way to describe this, the, the bronze game. It's the bullseye section. Just look what you could have won. That's the best way to describe that game. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying it as one of the, as a support of one of the teams in the game. So, so we'll move on. It's some section that kind of gets aired on this podcast a fair few times, and I think it's because best way for me to describe it is we'll say this topic is X, Y, Z. And then people who use this topic go, hold my beer, and we'll raise the bar of stupidity. And it's social media. Now, last night, in case you haven't been, or you're not aware that Sheffield beat Manchester 8 2, um, a particular incident in the game between Gagnon and Davies happened. Um, we'll, we'll not go on the incident per se, um, but the aftermath, it kind of attracted a lot of attention. Um, Surprisingly, a lot of interest from Panthers fans. I didn't get that. You know, it was an ex-Panthers player, but I didn't get that. Um, and then just some of the most stupidest material from either side of the coin. And then that's come through today. Um, and I, I just... We ask this question a lot. But... Is, is that allowance of going to a game or watching a game on webcast does it give you the, just the full carte launch to say what on earth you want regardless of how stupid it makes you sound I mean we were just talking today Griff um, before the recording of, of, of comments from either side you know for one from Sheffield and one from Manchester and you, you just kind of like just stop just stop this now you know put the keyboard down go outside go for a walk take the dog for a walk if you've got a dog you know, drink a pint of water. Do something else. Don't tweet. Don't press send. You know, what? what is it where, you know, something happens, it triggers so much just idiocy. It's one of those where you, you, you just look at it and you just go, to be, to put it in PG words, give your head a wobble. 
because I know before we record, we started to record this, there was a lot 18 plus said beforehand. It's just stupid. Like, some of the comments that get put around, not just by one person, by several, saying, for example, do you want the club to disappear out of the league? Like, well, what's that going to do for you guys? You're down to nine teams then. And then how's that going to make the league any fairer? How's the league fixture going to end up? You're, already da- you're down to an even number, at least now. I mean, it would be best to have 12, like we did previously, but hey it happens. But it's, it's just stupidity. The way they talk about it as well, it's like, even in all caps and then dot at the actual club as well. It's like, really? You haven't even got your picture on there. It's just a, a picture of the club that you support. It's from both sides. So, before you think it's yourself, I mean, it probably is, but, oh, well, the shoe fits. It's ridiculous. It's like, just like you said, go for a walk. Go for a jog if you, you really want to. Or just go to the corner shop. Pick up some Oreos or a, ca- a can of Monster or something like that. Shut up. Anything. Just uh, Oreos. Just, 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 get, just, get a, just get Jaffa cakes as well while you're at it. Ah, but what section were you biting? Would it be the cake or the biscuit section? Cake, definitely. It's always in the biscuit <laughs> section. We had, a bit, we had a video about this on the test show. But I, I, before I bring Andy back in, I, I've got to say, I don't want the storm out of the league A like I said number of games but also for an away fan you know get the train to Altrincham you've got the station hotel so it's most, one of the most accommodating pubs in the league why would you want to get rid of a team there uh, it makes no sense Andy you know we, we, we chatted when we met for for, uh, for food earlier on and you, you were saying you know just it's kind of like that it feels like it's the entitlement I'm a hockey fan. I must say my my piece, and I don't care the the, the consequence of it. And it's just you now, where where has this come from? I don't know exactly where it's coming from, but I, th- I think it's something that's been you know lurking around quite a while. Just anyone with a single brain cell who, who knows Man- Manchester Storm and and the whole squad and and Finner and you know I've I've got massive respect for Finnity for what he did for Sheffield. And things like you did here, and you know, I, I don't believe it's, it's a coaching style ex- exactly. You know, I mean, since Gagnon got ejected from the game yesterday, no one else was was doing the same thing what he was doing. So as far as I'm concerned, it's individual sort of incident. And for some people to comment, think saying, "Oh, it's, it's the whole team. It's the club's fault. It's what the club's about." It's not. It really isn't. Because if it was. The whole team will be getting fined and, and dots will be all over and like 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 anything, you know what I mean? So it, you can't put one player's actions down to a whole club because it's, it's not the case. So some people just need to, you know, think and ask themselves, is this making sense? I'm actually right in, in, in what I'm putting here. Um, it's, it's not just that, it's social media as a whole. You, you know, people just need to think about it properly whether in a sense because it it's gonna you know it's, it's gonna cause you problems you're just gonna embarrass yourself so save that think about what you're doing 
and make sure it makes sense. And it's, it's not just the whole Ganyan incident last night, it's it's the Thompson comments. Just please stop with them. So I'm I'm getting fed up and bored about hearing, oh, it's Tomo this, what if Tomo came back here? Oh, it's all Tomo's fault, even though they've had nothing to do with the league for over a year. You know, just Hashtag think Tom about Owen. it. Exactly, yeah. What's that? So, Hashtag Tomo win. Tomo win. Uh, it's another one, yeah. It's, uh, I'm, with, I'm with you guys on that one. It's, I mean, what I loved was Nottingham fans, and I apologise for targeting, but use your guys, saying, oh, it's karma for, for, for Connolly doing that at the beginning of the season. And you're just like, well, that would make sense if it was the same person who did the first incident. It would. And I weren't saying that incident that he was right to do with the Connolly. But let's get your players, you know, match, match your players up for goodness sake. Maybe you know, Ganyan has an attachment to the pegs. Yeah, you know, he could have. Maybe that's why Tomo got lost his job. It was all about the pegs. And maybe, and, and maybe those fans who keep banging on about it are peg uh, in the peg industry. You know, the production of pegs. I, I, I can't make I mean, sense. Tr- the true peg gate. We're unraveling it right now. But you know, I, I'm, I think Andy's nailed it. Just if you if you put something on, or if you're going to type something either a tweet or a Facebook call, or or even the forums, if they still go, so I don't think many of them go for any at all. But are you actually decent? Put what you're about to say. Walk away. If you still think that, then fine. Now we're all guilty, and I think all of us have been guilty of tweeting something or something in the heat of the moment in the game. That happens. But all three of us, and in fairness, Joe would be the same if he was on the podcast. That will tweet something and, and, and have an opinion and say, right. But someone will go, hang on, no, you're wrong. But this is why. And then you'll go, okay, yeah. Now yeah, you got that one wrong. Um, but I just, it just seems to be now it's... Say nothing in the arena. You know, don't discuss it. You'll, you'll, you'll shun debate. But let's go for that one light on Twitter. You know, this is what you love to see and stuff like that. And it's, it's just like, now, I, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's going to take for, for just, if you're going to use social media, use it well. You know, be productive. You know, promote your club. Have a laugh at the expense. You know, like last night, Sheffield fans would be in their right mind to, to have a laugh at the expense of Manchester. Like Coventry had that right on Saturday against Sheffield. Do it properly. Do it in the way which is actually productive. Do it in a way which is fun. What social media is about. You know, it's engaging in in the topic, not just oh, let me find a photo for the for some likes and some retweets. And it's just God, it's got worse. I thought at the beginning of the season, you know, it's the worst it's been. But collectively across the league it's like, hold my beer, we're making this worse. And I I don't know what it's gonna be before my concern is people are going to say stuff, go for the Pope, for the old-fashioned poke the bear in the cage type thing, and then it spills over into an actual incident in a game where a fan will spot another fan, realise what he said, mouthed off, and it, it escalates into actually some violence. I mean, I have seen one person threaten to smack another Sheffield fan to a Sheffield fan because of a comment made on Twitter, and he made that threat on the Steelers forum. 
Now, the person who made the threat never never carried it out. Um, file counts a lot of talk behind the keyboard. But what happens if actually the person carries it out? And I'm not saying it's just Sheffield fans. I know Nottingham fans. I know Manchester fans. And Bell. every fan base will have the same ilk and, and, and nature. What happens when that what, what happens when that actually does happen in a game? When people start fighting over because, in essence, what stemmed from comments where you've not thought about, you've not applied yourself, you've not given a bit of thought, or you've not took a step back on, you know what, I've got that wrong, but you've gone full-hearted because you're allowed an opinion, you're entitled to an opinion, and it's caused an actual fight, a fisticuffs. And someone actually, you know, gets knocked out for a punch. Someone gets banned from an arena over over 280 characters on Twitter. What happens when we get to that stage? And I'm not saying it in a kind of a, would someone please think of a children type thing? I'm saying it more of a just that apply common sense. Don't just rush for that comment. And I, th- I think use by the majority of social media use by fans is going that way. And it's only going to take one comment, one spark of the blue light, blue torch paper. And then you're on a road that you're just not going to return from. And if I'm honest, that's, that's a bit of a concern of mine. Because it's getting it's getting deeper, it's getting nastier, it's, it's, it's getting worse. I don't, I, I don't know if, if I'm over-egging the situation or I'm looking at it wrong, what your guys think, but... No, I completely agree with you on that, because it does... It can happen and it probably will happen down the line. I mean, when you see some of the comments made by other fans in the league, not just Sheffield and Manchester from last night, but other events that go on in the league... You look at it and you think, would you really say that to that person? And to that, would you really tweet that to that person in person? Do you say it to them face to face? No, you wouldn't, because you know for a fact they'd have a go back, and then there'd be probably a few punches thrown, or if it's girls, a few slaps. Uh, not saying guys don't slap either, in case they're into that. But like. It comes up, they'll say something, it'll be, it's my opinion, and you're like, no, it's having an opinion, and then there's being stupid. The comment you've made is stupid. That's not an opinion. That's like saying, UK was going to be out of Europe by the 31st of December. Which you, European Union, get it are. right. Eh, close enough. That's my opinion. Oh no, it's a stupid comment, sorry. It's perfect sort of, the perfect sort of example when Dave said, you know, we've all had that heat at the moment where we've posted something on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, last night when uh, David's got a game ban and, and we turned around to each other and said, what for? What has he done? I think there's a few people around the arena thinking the same as us. When someone told us something that, that we hadn't seen, which was that David's had uh, wiped his blood all over getting on scrub and throwing it back into the bench, that's when you go, oh, okay, didn't see that, that's fair enough. Wasn't that a rumour? Apparently it's a rumour, but... Uh, no, one of the officials actually confirmed on the um, on the Steelers podcast, you're very welcome, uh, apparently that's what it's called, um, but actually they say that what that was the reason why um, he was given the the gamers' conduct, which, if that's the case... Um, that's fair enough, isn't it? That's, that's, that. that's fine, I have no issue with that. You leave it at that, it's just that some people out there who, who are... Not not a flight incident, especially, but you know, 
just posting things that just don't make sense. And sometimes it's like they say, it, it's, it's people hiding behind uh, profile pictures of of a club or or Lego people. You know, what I mean things like Lego and, people. What have Lego yeah. people done to you? Quite a lot, actually. I understand. Stepped on, and that's what happens. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I can confirm <laughs> that. But, I mean, for me, and I, I kind of, I am looking towards Griffith in terms of an age perspective. But when, so when we was kind of sort of in the eighteen, nineteen, twenty bracket, and social media was starting to be a thing, it was used to you know you talk about the game, forums were more popular. You'd, I mean, you'd have arguments and that, but I guarantee you now. You'd actually right, you'd, you'd, you'd go, do you know what? We've absolutely argued, Neil and Tong on this subject. I'm at your place next week because we're playing your. Let's meet up at somewhere, whether it's for a Coke or a coffee or a beer. And do you know what? The, 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 them, that time, the amount of people you'd meet and have a beer or, or, or a bite to eat, talk about the game, and you've argued absolutely like nobody's business. And you've really gone back and forth. But you've gone, do you know what? Let's let's have a beer, and the conversation are as, are as intense in terms of the content. But you are, you know, it's all it's all good natured, and you you then go. Do you know what? I'm looking forward to going to that place. I'm going to meet up with that person. I'm looking forward to going there because I'm going to meet up with them. You don't have that now, and that's what social media needs to be from a hockey fan's perspective. Talk about the game, yeah. You know, praise your favourite player, praise Ben O'Connor because I think actually last night was one of his better games. Yeah, it was great last and, night. Connolly, one of his better games as well. Yeah, fair play to fair play to a pair of them. Um to bring about a hockey related conversation. But that's what for fans. If you're not directly engaged with the club, that's what it should be. Talk hockey, arrange for a beer. Or a soft drink if you're driving. Or coffee if you if you don't drink at all. Well, either way, but arrange the meet up and talk talk about the game. You get you get value out of going to hockey. I mean, in fairness, that is what what Gref did. In, in, if, if we're being blunt about it. You know, you, you chat to a few of us, and and that's you know that's where it gone. That's that is how it, we all you know you arrange a meet up, you'd have a beer or at the time it was a coke, um, and you just went and that's how it goes. That's how it should be. And you look at old style, old school fans. That is how it still is. You'll see now some people go, oh, you're gonna get a fancy meet up for a beer or fancy meet up for a bike. I've seen each other for ages. Blah blah blah. Nowadays, newer fans don't do that. There's one thing I'd love 2020 to return is that is the use for social media talk about hockey games defend your club if it's defendable call your players out for being idiots if they were but just be better human beings meet up for a beer or a coffee or a tea if you drink Yorkshire tea which is a good choice but do Indeed. that I said that um, <laughs> but do that none of this so let's find a photo let's find a meme ooh let's let you know I could get some likes on this one Get that stuff in the bin. Use it for what it's meant to be about social, as in meet people and talk to people, not just argue about something that doesn't make sense or something that's not called for, like Thompson being mentioned. That seems to draw quite a crowd in, in one of the groups these days, which is stupid. So just use it for what it's meant to be. Meet people, talk, and just don't argue about silly stuff. No, argue. I've no issue with arguing it. Until oh, yeah, it's- just like ranting about silly things no. that make no sense at all. I mean, I've, I've, before we've met up with someone, I go, you know, I saw that, and I'm like, that makes no sense. But it, you have a discussion, you do it in an adult way. And it's like what Greff said. A lot of people that, that tweet this or post stuff on Facebook, if they saw that person, would they call them, would they call them stuff? Probably not. 
Uh, you may go, oh, you're a pillock because. But some of the stuff, it, it's kind of gone past that line. And again, it's not about being a snowflake. Far from it. You know, it's, it's about just... You know, it's, it's, it's an old school value that needs to return. You know, the on-ice product is getting better than the league. Oh, yeah. But I think the off the off ice, as in in the stands, from an aspect of the value you get from going to away games, has reduced rapid has reduced rapidly. You know what? I tell you what. Um, you may remember Andy, there was a couple of um, friends of mine from Guildford who came up for the weekend. Um, a couple of Islanders fans, Andy and Ashley uh, Welsh, um, subtle name drop, and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. They came on the Sunday because it was the two games for ten pounds. So they came as a neutral to the Sunday, and they absolutely loved it. And they, they got to obviously they got to know myself and if it was through being New York Islanders fans, but they got to talk to other fans, and you now see them integrating on social media, and it's from from just talking, from you know sharing a coffee or sharing a beer in the pub, just them little things, and it's not about holding hands and come by army lord, it's just about just being decent human beings. Go to the hockey, wear your colours, you know, shout for your team, you know, shout shoot if you need to, which you know I don't. I'm, I'm kind of immune to that now because so many people do it. But just just be better about doing stuff. I think collectively we're a lot better than we are. And we're not showing it. I noticed your, your Guildford friends fans. Uh, your, your Guildford fans friends. Uh, they, they were joining with, with, with the wish it's behind you dance. We're, we're joining and it, it was great to see. You know, they, and, they were loving it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Really good to see and I hope that continues with, with other people as well. But you know what we could go on an age about social media because it is kind of becoming the the poison apple of the elite league cart. But we'll move on. However, to, to round it off a little bit, if people think that we're wrong about the use of social media and it should be about tomfoolery or other names that you call it, which we will not repeat on because we, we try not to swear on this podcast, um, get in touch with us. We'll throw it in now. Um, so on Facebook. My fans and body podcast, Twitter at MFC Podcast. Give us a shout. Let us know if we if you think we're wrong, and we'll, we'll we'll go back and forth. We'll have a good discussion. We'll have a chat. And if you're from Sheffield or in Manchester, you know, you know, we'll we'll, we'll do that one of the games. Not a problem. But we're going to go to a nicer section of the, the podcast, um, and it's it's getting a bit of a cult. Everyone looks forward to it. And I think we're going to have some good a good one this week because tomorrow is a big day um, for the UK Charity All Stars. Um, Andy, Stafford stories, memories from previous All Stars. I think you mentioned that, so that's where you're going down uh, the line. I have a few. I'd, I'd probably have a few more if it wasn't uh, so intox- intoxicated at the time. But yeah, some good ones. You know about Shocking. Don't <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> One of my favourites that I've, I've, I've uh, seen in quite a few years is. It's, it's got to be uh, dropping the colours on the floor, which is basically if your team has dropped a jersey on the floor and one of the uh, DHF members finds it, in for a very, very, very big and embarrassing punishment. And that punishment is to walk around the whole arena with just uh, the jock sort of um, shorts on. Area covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the that area covered, and then everything else, not basically. And having to uh, hang your jersey on 
the blade of your stick and go around the whole arena shouting, I will not drop my colours. I'll tell you, I, I've never been and seen these because every time, 9.9 out of 10 times, I'm on the down ice level on, on a presentation into wrapping up the also weekend. But one of the best stories I heard, um, so lad called Aidan, who lives in, in, in Wales, um, he has a, a plastic heart um, and supported from a lot of the work from the BHF, one of the charities that's supported by the event. And the team does kind of bring him in as kind of the official mascot. Um, and the first time he saw it, he's walking around behind the said person. I think, I want to say it was... Uh, it's one of the Telfords, wasn't it? I want to I, I say Tom Wright. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's, so he, this kid's about six, seven year old. And he's walking around. Shame. Shame, shame! I, I, I heard that story. And I just, I just creased myself. But this year, when it happened again, um, down at ice level during the final presentation, and we got lucky. As in the event, got lucky. We had a couple of players from Cardiff. Um, one of them was Joey Martin, and I cannot remember for the life of me. Sam Duggan. Sam Duggan. Duggan. Yes, it was Duggan. Thank you very much. Um, and so this was happening and and then sam and, and and joe were just looking around just like what on earth is this and they're like what, what's happening and i goes, well i'll explain and said the whole thing and they were like oh my god this is amazing that is fantastic that is just superb right we've got to ring todd in the morning todd kelman the, the general manager this has to happen this has to be a cardiff devil thing you know if you drop your colors this has to be a thing um and I was just like, you know, something is, is, is very humbly built. And it's a few teams that the All-Stars does it. It's uh, the respect of the colours. It, it kind of now seeps into um, to Elite League and other leagues. But I, I think that, that's, that's, the, that's a great story. Um, and many people have fell victim to that. In fact, this year, um, the, the judiciary system of, of the team managed to get someone else who wasn't on the, the British Heart Foundation team also guilty of said offence. It, it was oh, yeah, that no. was across from ours. It was, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, it, it went. Uh, it was a bit of a, a blessing moment. But it, in fairness, the kid Tom Martin is a cracking sport. Yeah. You know, um, my my best story. I've, I'm adamant. Gress got one or two stories. In fact, his first year of All Stars, he probably has stories on us because he he was ill that weekend. Memory says right, but and then didn't have anything because of the. It was, sickness of bug or something and we was all there hanging um but this one particular moment was it's back in 2013 2013-14 and a, a good friend of mine jeff coverdale comes up sheffield on the thursday night now thursday night it's kind of in a fun weekend um and he's coming up his message of an half i've even bought a new pair of jeans showing off you know 50 pound pair of jeans they're staying at the premier inn across the road from the arena and they've walked across, bizarrely, wide from the hotel to come back on itself to get the tram. And he's done and done the, um, oh, what they call it now, where you go kind of, um, I want to say lumber, something like that, where you go underneath like a, a line. Oh. It's, like, it's like you go, you go under a, cross, a crossbar, it gets low and low, and you've got to like, go underneath a carpet. Anyway. I'm, I'm sure someone will, will tweet in and say this is what it is. He does it first time round. He falls and rips his new jeans. 
He's worn them for five minutes and he's ripped these £50 pair of jeans. Ouch. Is it, is it, it's not lim, Limber? Lumber? Limbo. Limbo, that's... Uh, yeah. We, he did that on the um, car parking gates and slipped and ripped his jeans. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few of us for that weekend about his hotel room. Again, that's for an over-18... Uh, podcast if we ever get around to doing one Gref what's your uh, have you got any stories from all stars gone by uh, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this once before but one of our Scottish friends on his first ever VHF team event well say team event it was Friday in Cardiff in Pop World <laughs> out yeah. of was it was it Thursday or the Friday? Where middle of the dance floor, slide tackles, a female. Oh, I know where. What did she do? The one that kept like hitting him with like a, like a, a wet floor sign or something like that. Yes. She kept messing yes. around, and next minute he just went, "I'm gonna slide tackle you." Next minute, bam! Middle of the dance floor, slide tackles. One way just stood there, like. Has he really just done that? It got like, worse. It yeah, got worse. It got worse. <laughs> but that, that, that's the PG one. <laughs> this is the PG one. Um, in fairness, I think there was, there was close to being another slide tackle. Names will not be mentioned because of the personnel involved. Um, but Andy's hat was... Yeah, Andy's hat was kidnapped by someone. Um, and, um, A certain referee. The referee at the weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll not ma- mention any further detail. Um, but yeah, he kept nicking his hat and he never got slightly tackled um, by uh, Lord Wiltshire. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's many good stories. And if there's any All-Star people, players, people who watch the games or, or ex-All-Stars and you've got a funny story, maybe, maybe, maybe we need to do that. Just collate all the stories and then have like a a, a section of just all-star stories because there's there's so many stories. We should probably like get a recording of each one on like at the weekend. This team get announced in well today. Today now, yeah, the the first of November. Um, yes, first of November, um, and I think we still have EU membership. That was another lie. Never mind. Um, just throwing it out there. Um, yeah, teams get announced uh, roughly 7 p.m. Roughly. Um, so, yeah, um, that should be a lot of fun. So, we, we, we may need to work something as an MF said podcast about an All Stars purely um, episode and just some ep- stories and, and stuff from years gone by. Because we're now getting a few years of experience. Take me out of the equation because I've been there obviously from the beginning. But you, Graf, and Joe um, have, have stopped having a number of years, so there's plenty of material there uh, to be had. Um, so, so thanks, Andy. A good section. Um, oh, I I always love talking about all star stories because they're just a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. Um, we'll go on to the next section, the predictions. Ah, oh, dear. Guys. Before you get smogger. Do I get smog? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you're, too, you're too dense. You was 8 out of 15. Which not isn't bad. bad. It's not bad. 
I was 12 out of 15. Nothing, you know. Well done. Yep. Go me. What's that? Blue Pete, a badge going to you. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? I'd, ta- I'd take them if they still give you the discounts, but I think they stopped doing the discounts now. Oh, oh, yeah. So, uh, this week, we've not got as many games because we haven't got a full night of ghoulish delights as we did last night. Um, that was just Ganyon. Um, so, uh, sorry, Gref. That's fine. I expect it. I'm not sorry. I'm yeah, <laughs> sorry for absolutely nothing. Um, so let's go uh, league games, and then we'll do the two cup ones. Uh, Sheffield Guildford. Uh, we'll go Andy then Gref. Sheffield. Yeah, I'm going to go Sheffield. And a full house for Sheffield. Glasgow Dundee in Glasgow. Glasgow. I'm gonna go with the the eighties party team, Dundee. I'm gonna go Glasgow home home advantage and everything. Um, yeah, they need to do that game this year, shouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, in fact, you know, if Sheffield, Sheffield have another Wednesday night five pound game. They need to have like a theme night eighties. That'd be amazing. Eighties nineties. Moving swiftly on. Belfast, Belfast Coventry in Belfast. 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 Yeah, Belfast. Full house. Uh, Five Cardiff. One of two back-to-back games in Scotland for the Devils. Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff. Yep, Cardiff for me as well. Uh, Dundee Cardiff on the Sunday. Cardiff again. Yeah, I'm going to go Cardiff. Yeah, I'm going to do something that Joe likes. It's, it'll be Cardiff in overtime. Um, Coventry, Belfast in Coventry. I think Coventry. I think they can do it. Uh, I'm going to say Coventry because their home form seems to be pretty good. We've got a full house, and a full house I don't think anybody would expected to have. I'm going to go Coventry as well, for the same reason Andy's mentioned. You know, the the, and the home the home form is uh, is top notch. Guildford Sheffield in Guildford. 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 I'm going to go Sheffield. Only one. Well, not really, because it's a away game, but you know. Um. So. Okay. Always, mate. Always. Um, lastly, uh, Nottingham Manchester in the cup. Tough one. It's the Saturday game, right? Saturday, yeah. It's in. Yeah. Yeah. I think Manchester. Of course, I'm going to go Manchester. Now, I feel sick for saying the following that we've got a full house for Manchester. Oh, you guys. If you're sorry for me yesterday, don't you? One time, aren't <laughs> you'd, you'd hate to see us feel sorry for you, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I'd hate to see it. And then Manchester at home against Nottingham the day after. Again, Manchester. 
Do I have to ask? No, you don't. Manchester all the way. Now, this is where I'm going to say Nottingham. I think Nottingham okay. may, may do it that one. Um, so, yeah. And then by then, I think everyone's cup spots are determined. Um, I believe Guildford have the second pick in in the, the quarterfinals position. Then Sheffield have the uh, the last pick. Obviously, fourth will, will just get the next team and, and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, that is it. Unless any of you two have any more, or you want anything urgent you want to, to bring up? Um, there was something for me, and, and that is, you know, it's, it's been about 13 games from, from most clubs back now been, that's been played. And as I mentioned before about Nottingham, you know, they've, they've had a pretty bad start to the season, but they've brought in, in some good players. And I have been looking at the standing so far, and it's it's still very, very tight, even between 10th place and 1st place. There's only nine, place, nine points that separate 10th and 1st. So, you know, when it comes to six of the games altogether being played, it's still open to anybody. I think we're about eight games away from being able to determine who's going to be in, in what half of the of the division. I think we're, we're, we're getting to that point. But as I say, it's very tight. Um, and, yeah, so, and that's what we wanted in fairness if, isn't that what the hockey fans wanted the tighter league um, you know more competitive games you want the underdogs to win so you know Nottingham and Cardiff um, sorry uh, Nottingham and Cardiff fans you, you want, but honestly what you want that closeness where anybody can be anybody in every, any given night you don't want it just to be the three or four teams when everything there you go done dusted yeah, so, so currently we, we've got Sheffield in first, in first place with 16, 16 points. Second is Glasgow with 15 points. Third, Coventry, 14 points. Uh, Belfast in fourth, also with 14. In fifth is Cardiff with 12 points. Uh, five in six, and Nottingham seven, in seven, both have 11 points. Guildford eighth with 10 points. And Dundee and Manchester ninth and tenth with seven points. And Nottingham, no. Still a lot of hope for him. Still a lot of hope for him. They're only five points from first place. So it's still to play for, definitely. Too many games to be able to write yeah. teams off. All I can say is we're all about the gains. Trying to push you all up. <laughs> oh, we, you can't see no gains. You left them on the floor. <laughs> we skipped leg day. <laughs> oh, yes, we <laughs> oh, know. We haven't. We certainly haven't. <laughs> well, <laughs> Me and Dave. Well, we, well, we did skip leg day, but Manchester definitely skipped leg oh, day last night. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Unless, Gareth, you've got anything else to mention? Um, no, not really. Just hope. Apologies to the fans before, but the video from Panther Joe. He is in Kirkcaldy tonight. He was in Kirkcaldy last night. He was watching Belfast against Fife. I heard he, he loved the Nets. So, hopefully he has a good holiday. And, and talking of Panther Joe, I'm pretty confident if I've got his itinerary correct that he will be back, taking over the reins, um, you know, uh, conducting the uh, this wonderful uh, collective of hockey opinion uh, next week. He'll be back uh, from his honeymoon. Um, so um, for those who are missing his voice, you haven't got long to wait. You've only got eight days. If you can hold on to that, you've done well. Congratulations. Just, just listen to past recordings. It's fine. 
you know, we're, we're, we're there trying to, you know, bring you up the return of Panther Joe, and then there you go, just destroy all momentum. <sighs> Shocking behaviour. I mean, he's not here, so what does he expect? You know, I mean, it's not like we bring up anything in the past a lot of times, do we? No, never. No. No, your previous playoff failings. We never mentioned that at all. No. Mm. We, we keep them on the download, don't we, Griff? Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, um, again, just a reminder, if you've got this part of the podcast, first of all, thank you. Secondly, congratulations. And how, why. Um, if you've heard anything, you disagree with it, get in touch with us on Twitter, at MFZ uh, Podcast, on Facebook, My Fantasy Zamboni Podcast. And I believe that is it for another episode. So, Griff, uh, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you to Stafford, and also thank you to anyone listening, including Joe, because she's already messaged me, telling us to give her a shout-out. And, and that shout-out we will do. Uh, Andy, thank you very much for your uh, your story tonight. That was a, a, a good one this week, uh, and, and thanks for, your, uh, as ever, your, your contribution to uh, this uh, intellectual debate. No, it's Dave. Cheers, bud. Thank you, Greff. Thanks to everyone listening. Uh, thank you to Joe as well from Belfast. Thanks for listening in. Uh, hope everyone's all right. Hope we're doing well. And uh, Pamper Joe, uh, I believe he's in red car tomorrow. So please get me some. Please get me a gift from the gift shop at the red car steel works. That'd be amazing. Thank you. You're up for lot, you Andy. I am. I probably won't get anything though, but. Nah. Nah. Um, but yeah, th- thank you guys. Um, Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for everyone who was listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Let's hope Joe doesn't forget, a Panther Joe that is, doesn't forget the Pink Whitney. Oh yeah, he better bring the Pink Whitney. If there's no Pink Whitney to, to at least have on next week's podcast to discuss the qualities of it, they won't yeah, be we'll, we'll, we'll be disappointed. If it won't be, we'll, we'll be the We won't be angry, we'll be disappointed. Oh yeah, we'll go, we'll go that far. We'll be triggered. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, guys, girls, everyone listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of My Fantasy Zamboni. Thank you very much. <laughs>